Hey, Recreators, this is Nick, and you're listening to the Life Recreated Podcast. It's a show that dives into learning, healing, and growing in mind, body, and spirit. And each week, we tackle the difficult conversations so that we can learn how to fully walk in the freedom as a new creation. So if you're ready to learn, let's dive in. Hey, what's going on? Welcome back to the Life Recreated channel. My name is Nick. Listen, if you're checking this out, we actually recorded this, or I actually recorded this the month of May. And so the month of May is our Mental Health Awareness Month. So this whole set of topics that I've been actually talking about and discussing over the last couple of weeks in this month of May have to do with the direct impact or indirect impact of our mental health after we experience spiritual abuse. This is one of the things that I really wanted to personally try and tie into this whole experience that people go through after they walk out of an experience like this. And what I'm talking about is after experiencing some type of trauma or some type of abuse in that sense. And I felt like this month was the perfect month to really just talk about and dive into a lot of these different topics and how we can be affected by mentally. So with all that being said, let's dive in. I make a disclaimer, as always, in the beginning of this, look, this is not for any kind of medical advice or anything like that. I am not a licensed or anything, but this is based off of the things that I've experienced personally and just talking with other people, researching really just diving into understanding what happens and what kind of unfolds in a person's life after they leave a spiritually abusive situation and what that walk looks like and really just how to heal through that process and how to make it through that process. That's what I'm really all about on this channel. Hey, take it with a grain of salt. Take it how you see it. Take the things that you need to use that can help and take the things that you need that can help your healing journey and then apply those to your life and see how God can definitely bring about that healing because it's definitely impossible. So anxiety, why is this tied to spiritual abuse? Now, this to me became a very prevalent issue actually last year. I think I've talked about this before on some of my other videos. Last year for me was probably one of the most difficult mental years I've ever had. And what I mean by that is it was was a year that I, I fell into some depression. I dealt with anxiety. This thing that we're talking about last year was the first year that I'm aware of that I had a a panic attack and experiencing what that feels like and what those feelings were. And I know for me, that was probably thinking back on it. One of the first times I've ever remember experiencing something like a panic attack. I've heard people talk about it. I've seen people go through it before, but never really experienced it myself until last year. And that's when I realized, okay, hey, something's going on here. My body's trying to tell me something. There's some things that I really got to learn how to start dealing with and start handling because this now is affecting me in a physical way. It's causing me to literally shut down. Yes, I know when we talk about spiritual abuse, we may talk about the spiritual aspect, the difficulties with getting back in the church and maybe doing all those different type of things. But it was for me getting to a point where now this was affecting me to where it was affecting me on a physical level. 
when it came to my anxiety. Now, to kind of preface that a little bit, I think looking back on it and from what I've learned recently and just experiencing and learning in my own life, I think that uh, anxiety was something that I maybe have struggled with for a while. It was just you're able to mask it, go through motions, cope with it in different ways, but it just gets to the point sometimes where you're not able to really do that. And so this is where some of that intersect could could happen when it comes to spiritual abuse. And so why this is so important is that even though we're dealing with an issue of spiritual abuse, and this is something spiritual that we're dealing with when we're talking about this, but we need to realize that this whole experience, it's also processed through our minds, right? We're experiencing all of this and we are engaging with life and going through all these different things. And a lot of those things are from the perspective of what's going on in our head and what's going on in our mind. And in other words, the way I look at it is that the mind becomes more of a lens in which we perceive what is happening around us spiritually. That's the way I look at how our mind can interact and how it does interact when it comes to spiritual things. We see this world through this lens called our mind. And so when we experience spiritual abuse, the thing that we have to remember, and this is so becoming very prevalent to me now, is that yes, this is a spiritual issue that we've dealt with, but we have to learn how to help people heal the mind after these type of situations, because there's a lot of healing of the mind that needs to happen. If you go back and look at some of my other videos where I talk about how to identify spiritual abuse, you know, we're talking about things like fear, shame, guilt, abuse, all these different things that we're talking about. And we got to realize that those experiences are going to make an impression on our minds. And they're really going to affect how we move through this whole healing process after this experience. And so going back to what I was saying for me last year, I had this issue with this panic attack. Didn't really know how to process it. Didn't really know how to understand what was going on until I really sat down and began to start working through different things and learning, like a lot of self-learning, a lot of maybe talking to different therapists and just doing whatever I could to just really just try and figure out, okay, what was that and what happened there? And at the root of it, I realized that a lot of that was caused by internal anxiety that I dealt with and getting to a point where you don't really understand how to process these certain emotions that may come up these certain thoughts that may come up and how those things can really lead to a lot of anxiety within, within our lives as we're going through this. And I want to just touch on real briefly also just some indicators of what we can see. And actually, I got this list from a website called uh, spiritualabuseresources.com. I'll put a link down in the description below. And so some of these things that I'm going to actually talk about are going to be uh, quoted from that website. This is a website dedicated to understanding spiritual abuse, learning how to heal from it, and then also helping people that are helping others trying to walk through this together. And so I'll leave a link for that down below for sure. So they talked about a couple of different indicators of, of spiritual abuse, and I want to touch on a few of them and then touch, talk about how those indicators can be tied to this issue of anxiety that, that may come up and that we may face after leaving a spiritually abusive church. So it says this, usually folks that walk away 
from spiritual abuse. They talk about how they are the cause of their own suffering and that they need to be more faithful. They need to read more. They need to go to church more. They need to be more forgiving, etc. cetera. And this is in order for their suffering to be alleviated or to go away. So think about this, right? You come from an environment that says, that you are the cause because of, now we're connecting some of the dots here. If we're walking out of a performance-based environment, if we're walking out of an environment that, that places a heavy emphasis on how you perform and that performance is equal to your standing or your blessings that you may get or your position within the church. So your performance is linked to this thing over here and you walk out of that, you've been conditioned for maybe years to think that all the things that you're receiving from God, in a sense, are a result of this effort that you're putting in. And the harder that you do it and the, the more that you show up and the more faithful you are, the more that you can give, the more that you can, you can forgive others and just let things roll off your back, the more God is going to bless you. And I think there, there can be some there needs to be some balance to it. But when your mentality, going back to your, that lens, when the lens that you're now looking at the world around you is based off of that type of mindset and that type of thinking, this is what kind of causes a lot of our own suffering. Now we analyze and we scrutinize and we basically just look in and think about everything and think that everything that bad happens in our lives or that comes up in our lives is a result of us not doing enough, not being enough, not praying, not being in church, all these different things. And it, it ends up causing a lot of anxiety because you start looking at things in your life and you start wondering, okay, did this happen because I'm not doing this? Or did this happen because I'm not in church right now? Or did this happen because, and you start developing this fear. And I know maybe a lot of people may not like maybe say that or want to admit that, but I know for me, that's where the dilemma was. Everything for me at that point was so based on my performance and how I was performing that as I walked away from it, it I realized that it created this anxiety in me, which is an unrealistic anxiety. It created this anxiety in me to think that because I wasn't performing, Therefore, God was going to be here punishing me. And if you think about that and you think about why this can cause anxiety, now everything that could happen in your life, which the, it rains on the just and the unjust, but everything that can happen in your life, it does go wrong. Now we turn this thing that's supposed to be something that's simple that we can fix and that we can move on from. We turn that into a whole mountain. We turn a mountain into a molehill. Or, and so this is where a lot of this anxiety and this tension within our lives can result from when we walk out of this situation. And so I feel like to answer, how do you really work on that and repair that? I think it, it really boils down to a lot of learning and rethinking and rewiring our minds on how to really just take better care, like self loving ourselves and how we move through this process and how we move through this process with God. I think that's how we can, we can, we can begin to, uh, 
tie that in. And then this kind of the second point kind of ties into it. And it says that oftentimes they can display magical thinking, meaning that all good things come as a result of good behavior and that all bad things come as a result of bad or sinful behavior. Car accidents, illnesses, cancer and tragedies may be all seen as a result of somehow being their fault and a result of their sinful behavior. This goes back to what I'm saying again. Everything is all performance based. So you do something that you think or that your belief system has now been programmed to believe that, okay, this is wrong. And you now wrestle with that. You now wrestle with having to uh, wrestle with having to uh, to always be questioning, going back to even what we're talking about, learning how to trust yourself again, always questioning the decisions that we're making, how, you know, are the decisions that we're making the correct decisions now, you know, and this really ties into some of the dilemma that we have when it comes back to that whole performance thing. I'm going to just touch on two more and, uh, and then I'll wrap this up and just talk about a couple of things that can probably help with dealing with the anxiety. All right. Number three, it says uh, clients a lot of times, or not clients, but folks a lot of times, they'll have a difficult time trusting other people, especially those in authority. And at the same time, they may display an over-reliance on authority. Now, this kind of makes sense. If you think about you come out of a situation or you come out of a, an environment where this abuse is maybe at the hand of a leader, maybe at the hand of leadership in general. It becomes very difficult for you to le learn how to trust authority. And that doesn't even mean just church authority either. I mean, if you think about it, this thing, when you think about spiritual abuse, and this is something I was thinking about earlier, the thing that always, the thing to not, I want to say always, but one of the main keys to keep in mind when it comes to this is you're talking about a type of abuse that I believe really gets entangled with pretty much every area of your life. You know what I mean? This thing gets down and deep into a lot of different areas of your life, relationship areas, work environments, health environments. We're talking about mental health. So your mental health, we're talking about all these different things. And so we got to keep in mind that this gets entangled and it gets enmeshed with so many different areas of our life. And a lot of times what I've experienced and what I've seen in just talking with others and working with others on this is that those things that are entangled oftentimes can even translate to other areas of our life. So I may have a difficulty with trust and authority maybe in the church and not realize that because of what I've experienced here now at work, me and my boss, we can't ever see eye to eye or we're not on the same page or I'm always thinking and that they're out to get me or something may be happening. So we're thinking all these different things, not even realizing that, hey, a lot of that, it translates to what happened over here. So this gets really enmeshed in a lot of our different things. And that, that causes a lot of tension. Everything that we're talking about here causes a lot of tension. When you think about being in a position where it's like, okay, I have to trust an authority, but in the back of your mind, because you know of what you dealt with and what you experienced, that you're struggling with, okay, do I trust this person or can I even trust this person? And this, that, this is what creates a lot of anxiety and tension around our lives because guess what? The simple fact is, even though we may have gotten hurt by the situation, we still got to move on. We still have to interact with the world. We still got to 
keep pushing forward. And so that is going to mean that we're going to have to interact with others. We're going to have people that are over us, leading us and doing those different things. And, uh, and it really can cause a lot of, just a lot of, just a lot of, of, of tension around those things. Last two also talks about how a lot of times they can have a learned powerlessness and they're too afraid to act because of of the fear and anxiety of any repercussions from fellow members, leaders, and even their deity. Here's the big thing, even on making these videos, one of the things that caused me to not want to talk about this for the longest time, for a very long time, I think, is my mic still good? Okay. For the very longest time, one of the things that really stopped me and held me back for a long time was really that issue right there is the in my mind the repercussions that i thought were going to happen from other members past members whatever the case may be you have this thing where it's like when you see it's like in a family if you think about it it happens in a family where if there's some type of abuse that's happening in a family, it's always on the hush. Like, all right, we're not going to talk about that. Because if we talk about it, we open up a can, then all these things are going to get exposed. But realistically, when you look at it, we're talking about something, like I mentioned earlier, that gets entangled and enmeshed in every area of our life. And we can't take that lightly. And so if it's, it's, if it's that deep of an issue and it's that deep of an impact on our lives, then we have to be willing to talk about it. And so that was a fear that I dealt with for a long time. I talked to a good friend of mine. He said that was a fear he dealt with for a while of, man, the people talking about me, or are they saying this, or are they doing this, or whatever the case may be. And it's a real fear. That's a real anxiety and a real fear. And it can cause us, that, that issue right there can cause us to say, okay, I got to relocate. I got to do this. I got to move away. So I don't run into individuals because you just want to cut yourself off from, from everyone. You just want to just be separated from everyone, but you deal with a lot of these issues and it causes that tension. It causes that tension because it, if you haven't experienced it really, or you haven't gone through it necessarily, it's difficult to understand what I'm talking about. Because a lot of times in a normal situation, you're leaving a church, you're moving away from a church, you can still have contact, still be cordial, still have friends. This is not a us versus them thing, but in, a lot of times in these environments, that's how it's seen. And you don't get to deal with those things. Last one, and this is tying in the back what I dealt with earlier it was it talks about an experience of a number of somatic complaints so your body complaints right so your head intestinal problems chest pains panic attacks or other body based symptoms and it's clear these things are your body is playing this thing out and and it really can weigh you down it really can definitely be a challenge because your body starts responding and saying hey there's things that are going on there's things that are going on within you that you really have to deal with and work through. And those things that they cause a lot of anxiety. And that's like I said, and I go back to that's what caused last year me having that panic attack and seeing that happen and experiencing that and saying, oh, wow, this is something that really I got to figure out and really just really look at what the cause of it is. And those are just a few things to just highlight 
those indicators and how those indicators in spiritual abuse can be tied into our anxiety and cause these issues of anxiety. And so just want to touch on just three things that I think of. I think I got three things here. Yeah, three things that that I believe can really just help in in the healing process help with anxiety that may be caused from this situation. Like I said, this is not like a prescription or anything. These are just things that I just I dealt with and I thought about a lot, talked to other people a lot. And and they really, as I paid more attention to them, it helped me to really kind of work through those anxious moments and those moments of tension like that. Number one, I had to begin to really define what I believe in. See, here's the thing. We come out of this type of environment a lot of us are coming out of it and we are really confused on what do I now what do I now believe as a Christian? What do I now believe as a man, woman of God, whatever you want to title it? What do I believe in now? What at the core of me as an individual, right, is what I'm firmly going to stand on. If I'm walking out of a, a, that type of environment and I say, you know what, my core belief is going to come out of the word of God, then let it be the word of God. This is what I'm going to believe in and this is what I'm going to look to to help me navigate moving forward. And I'm going to really start searching and understanding like, OK, yeah, you may have said this or the environment may have said this, but now I'm reading the word of God, studying it for myself. and now. I'm understanding like, okay, this is what God meant for this to be believed in my life. And so this is a conversation that I remember talking to my father about many times. Nick, he would ask me a question, Nick, you've got to determine what do you believe in? What do you believe in now? What is your conviction going to be? Because if you have no conviction, you have nothing to stand on. It's going to be really hard to walk through this and move through this. So a lot of our healing, I believe, and this is just like my just understanding of it, a lot of that healing is going to come from determining like, okay, what do I believe in now? Not with everybody else around, not just, just me and God, me, just what do I now believe in? And define that, make it clear, because with it being fuzzy, okay, what am I going to stand for? There's things that I stand for now that maybe I wouldn't have stood for back then. The importance of my family, importance of spending time with my family. That's my belief that I say, okay, this to the core of me, if I say and or I may make a determination that I'm going to set these boundaries, I'm going to stick to those boundaries now. But that's something I had to develop as a belief. And so that's one of the first things. And then here's how it helps with the anxiety. Now, okay, when a thought pops up, a feeling, an emotion pops up, I can now challenge that thought, feeling, or emotion with now what do I believe in? If it's the word of God and I stand on that and I bring up the word of God, guess what? That anxiety, fear, emotion, that that has to be counterbalanced somehow. And so defining that is is going to be really important. And number two is paying attention to the triggers, paying attention to the triggers, right? The triggers. I always think about that. I was in the military. We talked about the triggers. So I'm paying attention to the triggers. I'm paying attention to what situations, what people, what time, what mood I'm in, what area I might be in, what is causing me to go into these moments of anxiety and anxiousness. Because something is happening around me that's causing me to say, oh, this reminds me of this. My body is now going in overdrive. My mind is going 100 miles an hour. So paying attention to the triggers. I might not catch myself 
until after and say, oh, why did I let this get to me? Or why did I? But now, once I catch myself, I can now moving forward say, hey, I remember when somebody said this to me a certain way or running into this certain individual or dealing with this certain situation, I can remember now that when I was in that situation, it caused me to go into this panicky, anxious mode. Now, when I can catch myself doing it, I can slow myself down and begin to separate that. I call it like the separation to say, okay, now I can separate that thought. I can separate that feeling a little bit and realize, okay, I don't have to like believe this. I don't have to let this trigger me in and let this cause me to go down this hole, this rabbit hole. And so paying attention to the triggers, write them down. I write mine down all the time. Man, what happened that caused me to feel this way, act this way, be a certain way? What was it that 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 caused? Because it's going to help you to understand the things that this experience caused in your life. Because you're looking for those clues now. It's your clue hunting. So now you're looking for these clues to understand that, okay, now that I can see that that these things cause me to behave and act a certain way. Maybe I can ask God to help me fix those areas, deal with those areas, work on those areas. Maybe I can ask my spouse, my partner, somebody that's close to me to help me and say, hey, when you notice I act a certain way, help me to figure out what caused that. So the triggers is going to be extremely important. And then lastly, the power of language. So language, the Bible talks about it. The Bible has so many verses talking about the power of our words, what our words do. But one of the things that I know I had to really realize was that my language and the things that I said had to begin to change. I ran across this. Actually, I had a, a group therapy session. We talked about this and she mentioned this in the session. She said, put words on the experience and put experiences into words. Right. So the power of language, the power of writing down and understanding, OK, this is what is causing me to, to deal with this anxiety, deal with what's going on mentally. This is a trigger that it may have been. Now, when I write it down, I can look at it and say, okay, God, now you can help me to figure out how do I navigate through these different areas when I encounter them, right? How do you help me to walk through this different terrain when I encounter them? Because I'm writing them out. I'm putting words to it. I'm explaining what happened to me. I'm explaining what the cause was. For me, I do a lot of these videos and they're more therapeutic for myself, I think, because I'm just talking about what I experience. I'm getting these words out and the experience out and putting it into words so I can begin to separate. Okay, this is my experience. It happened back then, which is fine. And it happened back then. Now I can learn how to heal and learn how to now move on. But I got to make that space. I got to separate that. And so putting it into words, using that language is going to be very helpful in learning how to deal with that anxiety that spiritual abuse sometimes can cause. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be very helpful to write out what my experience was. What happened to me? Why did I feel that way? What was the cause of these feelings? And I know you have to be careful with a lot of that sometimes because you don't want to just go off. We can go off and it can cause all these emotions and feelings to come out that you probably didn't really expect or didn't even know was there. But starting off slow, just writing them down, just writing things out and putting, the, putting those experiences into words and language so that we can understand how to separate what happened to us back then so that we can learn how to heal now and move forward. So that's it. This anxiety is a really, it can happen. I'd love to hear if you're watching the replay on this, drop a comment down below. Let me know if this is maybe something that you've dealt with or experienced, or maybe you've had these fears or had these thoughts and things that 
been floating around in your mind, but you never said it out loud because you're like, wait, I don't know if anybody's going to understand this. What I want you to know and what I want you to get out of the value out of this content is that if you're walking out of a spiritually abusive situation and you're dealing with anxiety, the purpose of this was to recognize like, hey, it's yeah, it does happen. You're not losing it. You're not dealing, but you're you have to understand, like, hey, this is how I'm going to now work on healing from it and dealing with it. But it's a reality. And I think it just brings an awareness to it because that's what I'm really all about here is just bringing an awareness to it so then we can educate ourselves learn how to move forward, learn how to heal, learn how to let God heal us. And so drop a comment down below. Let me know what you think, man. Let me know what you'd love to hear. Let me know what your topics that you might be interested in. We're just slowly building this channel up and share this with somebody that may find some value out of it. We're trying to just build a, a like a safe community, a place where people can talk about their experience and just learn how to heal from it and let God learn how to let God allow them to heal from it. And so that's what we're just trying to do, man, just one step at a time, man. So until then, until next time, this has been Nick. As always, keep learning, keep healing, and keep growing. I'll catch you on the next one.